Welcome to the Conquer Your Battlefield podcast, where we come together to discuss some of the more significant struggles and metaphorical battlefields that we've faced along our journeys and share some insight on how we've conquered them. I'm J.D. McGibney, and today I'll be chatting with one of my favorite guitar players on the planet, the masterful, the witty, the extremely metal and totally humble Eli Santana of Ignite, Insight, Holy Grail, and Huntress. How you doing, Eli? Good, JD, man. Good to see you and hear you <laughs> and hear you. I know it's been it's definitely been way too long. Where's the time go, dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're 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 back in L.A. now, right? Is that... I am. We're like, you know, time zone neighbors now again. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get once, uh, you know, once the holidays are over, we're definitely going to have to figure out a way to actually like meet up in person again. Yeah, no, as is. It's funny, like you, you say that as much as I um, love seeing family and having time off it, as someone who is always like uh, cursed with needing to be productive, having like a half um, month, you know, where you can't like do stuff is just driving me nuts. Uh, imagine <laughs> the feeling of cabin fever is setting in. And I think that is a perfect segue uh, to kind of lead into what we're going to be talking about. So today we're going to be talking about self-image, the definition of which is pretty simple and straightforward. Self-image is the view an individual has of themselves. When analyzing self-image, there are generally four categories. How you see yourself, how others see you, how you perceive others see you, and how you perceive you see yourself. Often, we hear of friends and loved ones struggling with their self-image or even find ourselves struggling. Having a negative self-image can come from a variety of factors, from early childhood development, one's natural personality to constantly be setting higher and higher standards outside of a reasonable reach, or even the actual or perceived standards of the society that we lived in. Learning to be comfortable with oneself is sometimes a difficult process, and no two individuals' journeys are alike. Understanding one's own personality, desires, and motivations are key, as well as their desired role in the world that they live in. Eli, we've talked a little bit in private outside of this podcast about how you've struggled with your own self-image. When did you first realize that this struggle was part of your life? And do you feel that you have found a way to conquer those thoughts? I think, uh, well, just with self-image, I, I, I think I like had to face it a little bit earlier. Well, I don't know. Everybody's, you know, journey's different, but like, um, so I went, to a Christian school, um, like a private school when I was like in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, like pretty much the only like Mexican, you know, uh, brown kid um, in the school. So it was a thing where like, you know, kids are just kind of saying what they see and, and, you know, I'm different. And so like, it was a thing where like, I, I was kind of hit with that pretty early. And so it was, um, you know, kids just want to fit in. So it was a thing I, I struggled with, um, as, as a child and, and not wanting to look the way that I did and, and wanting to just, uh, kind of keep a low profile and just like fit in. And it was a thing where, um, I kind of developed a, like a quicker tongue because it was like, um, when you're, you're chucking insults back on the playground and stuff, you can't like, 
you know, you, you can't point out the thing that everybody is. So you got to get super creative and personal. And that was like a kind of a weird, you know, upbringing and dealing with like, um, yeah, I mean, just straight up racism at a pretty early age. And, and that, um, that whole thing, like it's, 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 I mean, and honestly, until recently, until I started doing like work on it, I realized how much it like kind of gave me like a chip on my shoulder. And, um, it, I realized it was, I was holding on to a lot of that resentment, you know, basically towards the world. And so, um, it, it was as it's been a very, very like gradual process of like liking that part of me, you know, have my ethnicity and like, um, getting to the point where it's like, no, this is cool. I need, I want to know where I come from. I want to know my ancestry. I want to know like, um, just the cool, like cultural things that like, I kind of basically shunned my whole life because I I, I was ashamed, you know? Um, and so like dealing with what we're talking about, um, uh, it was something that I really had to take serious and face and, and almost in like a, a educational way, like, you know, I actually read books on, on what we're talking about right now. So this is kind of, kind of perfect. We're talking about it. So, um, and then, and then just, it's weird. Cause like, you know, what you were saying in the, in the, um, uh, just kind of description, description of self-image, um, I, I kind of find found myself dealing like like having trouble looking at pictures of myself or like looking in the mirror because I always liked the way I was described by people and like um, through other people's eyes and it was like a thing like no one's gonna be like yo what's up you're ugly you know so it was like in my head there was like a version of myself when people like oh you know like you're handsome or something like that it's like this like you know, almost Disney version of yourself. And then you go see a picture and you're like, Oh, that was not what I thought in my head. So you, you know? you're basically, you're, you're saying that because of like, you, you, you say that you, you develop this sense of like, uh, like a cognitive dissonance where like you would hear these compliments and, and because of what you dealt with as a child, like a really, really early age, you know, during like your very like, you know, formative years, you, know, you, you mm. kind of like you hear these things and you have like, you know, your imagination, you know, builds whatever image, you know, in your head. And then you physically see, you know, like a representation, like a, an actual photograph or like you said that like you walk by like a mirror and it wasn't aligning with what you were building in your head. What um, yeah, that's 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 a very significant, you know, like disconnect that that you're 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 talking about mm. when um when is it that you realized that there was that 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 cognitive dissonance going on and when did you start uh like taking note of like oh maybe like there's something going on that was it was probably when i was an adult because i i was you know kind of able to um come to terms with like my ethnicity um and realize in you know, my, my early twenties, it was just like, I was more accepting, not like celebrating being like dark skin and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, dude, I, I think it might've even, even been my like late twenties you know, when I started, like things started kind of coming together musically and like being on stage and, and just, you know, you being on stage and was just like, I could be 
anything I wanted almost. And then it have getting a good reaction from people. It was like, Oh, okay. Um, I don't know, whatever. Like I I've been told that I look cool on stage or whatever. And then going and seeing pictures and then them starting to, uh, line up with what I saw in my head to what I would see in a picture. Like I had a good, I knew what I was going to look like. And that was, you know, yeah. I mean like early thirties, like late twenties, man. That's, so. that's, that's a, you know, a pretty long time. You know, just if, if we take the time to think about it, you know, from like yeah. elementary school, I think is when you, you mentioned like you were in uh, the Christian school and then yeah. going up until like your late twenties, early thirties, that's minimum of like two decades of like yeah. having, uh, you know, this, this conflict of like your own self image. And it sounds like there's a lot of like cognitive dissonance where like things weren't aligning. And if I'm understanding what you're saying, uh, a lot of what you uh, established for your own self image was reliant on what other people uh, thought of or what, what you thought uh, other people perceived of you. And that if, is that correct? Where like, that's where a lot of your weight was being put. Right. Yeah. And, and it was, um, it was just like a thing like of compliments about my appearance. I always, it always felt better than what I actually saw in pictures and like mirrors and, you know, reflections and stuff like that. And so like, or like the actual, what it actually is. Um, and so it was just the thing where like, I kind of, I realized like, Oh, I'm always going to to myself look better in those compliments basically like through the eyes of other people you know um and so that was a weird that's a weird thing to like and it was something that i kind of like didn't realize was even happening until recently you know just like was just really taking accountability for my thoughts and like you know self-talk and you know stuff like that yeah, self-talk is extremely extremely important and it's weird because like it's something you don't necessarily think of because you know half the time if you're talking to yourself you're just thinking in your head you know it's just like snap of the finger it's happening like really quickly and like you know a lot of times it it takes a lot of uh, mindfulness to be aware of what you're saying to yourself you know and you know I I, I personally think that that's a, a very important skill because you know, like you just said like it took you until like your thirties before you started really taking note of it and making sure that you're like, all right, maybe I should like adjust what I'm saying to myself. And like, yeah. Imagine what would have been uh, different had you started taking note of this when you were like in elementary school or junior high or high school. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, it's, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, go, go through, uh, like the high school years of, of just being unsure and embarrassed and, you know, freaking out about like, wait, should I wear this shirt? And should I, and, and at the end of the day, no one cares, yeah. you know? And we think everyone cares, but at, this, we you think, know, at yeah. the end of the day, like, you know, no one really, really cares, especially if it's an Iron yeah. Maiden shirt. Everyone loves Iron Maiden. So. Yeah, no, to- <laughs> totally. And, um, but it was, uh, um, I mean, yeah, not to get to like, you know, deep, deep on this, but like, dude, I, I would like shy away from like eating like Mexican food, like in front of people, like when I was younger, cause it was like, oh, like the Mexicans eating Mexican food. Yeah. And that's, it was like, that's actually really uh, 
like fascinating that you're saying that because like it the 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 uh the perception that people were going to judge you not only on your appearance but like the food that you were eating was that a conscious decision that you did or is that just something you did like unconsciously and you're like oh wait i'm not doing this i think yeah i think it was like unconscious and like going back to um you know, I'd already get, got, got kind of picked on for it. And so I was just like, oh, I, I need to like anything that's even aligned with my ethnicity. I want to, you know, be as far away from that I can. But, the, you know, growing up in San Diego, like it, it's almost like Mexican food and burritos is like just southern california it's not even a, like a you know yeah it's like <laughs> mexican food and burrito places are like pizza places in new york city they're like every yeah. other shop it's like starbucks burrito starbucks burrito <laughs> yeah and most of them are like really really good and so yeah um and and and, and you know what i think once i got away from that was just like this is stupid i'm not eating really good food because i'm afraid to get made fun of you know but i i realized that's how you know, what, I guess, trauma, you know, whatever that led to and being that self-conscious. And, um, you know, I was always, you know, speaking of self image, like I was always just really like self-conscious about my height. And it's like, I'm not like, like super, I mean, there's people my height playing in the NFL, you know, which was my excuse for years. I'm like, Oh, I just wasn't, I could have, I could have played in the NFL. <laughs> And it's like, no, <laughs> but like, that was like kind of adding to, you know, that my skin color, it was just like, it was like a physical, you know, from far away, I felt different. And, it was stuff that was outside of your control that. Yeah. Yeah. So you had mentioned, uh, you started, uh, questioning and changing your, uh, your, your opinion of yourself and your view of yourself. Once you started to see progress happening, uh, with like music when you said you started to see things happening more in like your your music career mm. how is it do you feel that helped you change your perception i think it was because it was a like a conscious decision to not um kind of be at the mercy of like oh i'm just gonna kind of have of not wanting to go under the radar. It was like wanting to, you know, peacock, if you will. <laughs> but it was just like, um, now I'm going to wear like, you know, my, you know, my battle vest on the stage and I'm going to have, you know, I'm not going to cut my hair and I, you know, I'm going to wear uh, cut off sleeves and stuff like that. And then just like, no, I'm making a conscious effort to be full metal all the time, you know, and it, and it, it was a thing where like, I was never, you know, in a, in a button up shirt going to like, you know, my office job wishing I could wear the Iron Maiden shirt. And it was like, no, I'm, I'm You're gonna taking wear the control Iron of that. Shirt. Yeah, no, because that's who I am. That's how I feel inside. And that was like a thing where it was from how I walked around in life you know, I changed my pants because I didn't want my everyday pants to smell, but it wasn't, I was pretty much who I was on stage. Um, I mean, obviously like a, you know, superhero version, but it was, I was pretty yeah. much myself 
in life. And that was like the first time, like I, I really felt comfortable. Um, it sounds like you gave yourself permission to just be you on stage. Yes. Yeah. And then it, that, and that was like a thing where like, no matter where I went, you know, um, I was like, no, I'm a, it was almost like, it was cool. Cause it was like, that was my, I got to choose my identity. I got to choose my race, my ethnicity, and it was metal. <laughs> and I could just go be that no matter, no matter where I went, you know, and, and just not be ashamed of it. Um, and so yeah. that was like, a, a, and a lot of people figure that out in high school and I fumbled with it, but <laughs> you know, it's, it, you know, diverging slightly, you know, I, it's one thing that I, I personally have loved about, you know, the genre of metal is like, it's, culturally and like the society within metal it's very accepting no matter who you are where you're yeah. from you know like people like rag on each other like jokingly about like which sub genre you like but when it comes down to it it's all like you know it's all metal and it's all mm -hmm. uh the sense of brotherhood sisterhood where like you know we, we all acknowledge that like we have these intense emotions whether they're positive or negative and it's like part of the culture is to feel free to express everything and just be there for one another. Even if you're say in a mosh pit, you know, it's, it's an intense place. It's a chaotic place, but you know, rule number one, if someone falls, you pick them up. Exactly. And it's, um, it's, it's really like a beautiful thing. You know, just hearing your, your sense of, uh, understanding who you were, like being up on stage and giving yourself that permission to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this thing. Cause this is what I want to do. And then like, feeling the the positive reaction not only from like outside people but feeling like the internal happiness and like uh like this feeling of centered that it sounds like you were getting from just doing with the thing that you wanted to do and like giving yourself permission to do that mm -hmm. and kind of just not really caring what like other people are going to think like you know you said wearing the iron maiden shirt wearing your battle vest having your hair long you know kind of just like being free and being like the superhero version of yourself yeah dude i mean you're uh, spot on and um well and it's just it's it's kind of it's kind of cool because it's like as you know like you'll be out somewhere and you see another long hair with like a, a metal band shirt and it's almost like when dogs see each other they're like yeah 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 i mean that's how we met we were like on set and i was like I yeah it's you. like <laughs> it's like long hair long hair metal 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 now we're buzzed <laughs> now we hang out <laughs> It's so cool how like that works too. It's just, I very much love the metal community for that. It's like, you could literally, like you just said, like lock eyes with someone like across the street in a city, like, especially in like, you know, LA or I imagine like San Diego too. It's like, you don't really see a lot of metal heads everywhere. Like maybe in Hollywood, you'll be like, Oh, metalhead. But like, it's yeah. here in like, you know, Santa Monica and you lock eyes with another metalhead. It's just like, you know, everything is in slow-mo there's like flowers <laughs> bloom out of nowhere it's just like really happy music the partridge family or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah and it you know it's, it's just like a it's to do with like a cannibal corpse shirt and you're like oh, hey man <laughs> how's your day going yeah <laughs> yeah it's and that that um it, it was just it was good for me you know to like really embrace and and as far as like we were talking about where like getting compliments about like your appearance, um, it, it was I think that was when 
like that kind of started happening, happening more often. And I honestly, I think it was just because, you know, when you feel comfortable with your yourself, um, I think that just like it, it's um, people can sense that, you know, oh, yeah, that you're 100%. just more comfortable in your in your skin, you know. And this is so much that like we we portray in our communication with other people just from like our body language and like our choice of words, what we say, how we say it, that like we're not paying attention to. It's just that like we do these things and people subconsciously pick up on it. And people want to either be like, oh, I want to know more. I want to be around this person or like the person's weirding me out because of <laughs> these little things. And it it you're you're 100 percent like spot on. I have a question for you. Yes. Do you feel uh do you feel that because when you were younger you had you know and like you had this kind of like conflicted uh like self image that you gravitated towards heavy metal or do you feel that uh like heavy metal was like introduced to you like through some you know someone some situation and it was just like oh this just happens to like line up um, yeah that's a that's a really good question i I think I just like gravitated towards it. Cause I just like, it spoke to me. I mean, obviously it was in the beginning, it was like more glam. Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, but that was like a weird thing. It was young enough um, to, to think that like, Oh, I could look like Brett Michaels or like Janie Lane from Warrant. <laughs> and then, you know, not until like I, I was getting older, I was like, wait, none of them are like Mexican or like, you know, native or anything. And I was like, wait, like, do I not get to, you know, front a glam band because of my ethnicity? And it was almost like this kind of like a sad, like really, obviously, you know, you do whatever you want to do. You're, I mean, you're going to have to like work through stuff. Like th thankfully not as much anymore, but like back then, um, you know, had I, been grown up how I wanted to be, you know, maybe it would have been more difficult, you know, to have my own glam band. <laughs> um, but I, I think, uh, I did find like in middle school, um, you know, seeing the dude with the Sepultura shirt, that like, Oh, at least I have that dude. He doesn't care what I look like. Yeah. Because I also like, like metal. So it was, um, that was a th that brotherhood was something that I had pretty early on, thankfully, and that was meant a lot. You know, I, I think it's it's interesting that you're you're pointing out the whole you know wanting to front like a glam band. You know, like most of the bands that you've been in, like you you've played guitar and like you're a phenomenal guitar player, like hands down, like amazing. And it means a lot coming from you, man. Oh, thank you. You're <laughs> making me blush underneath this <laughs> hair on my face. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it's taken you until recently to front a band and like actually like sing like you, you know, we met and you had you were just starting to, you know, put out like Alien Satan, which was like your your solo project. And now you're you're solely singing in in Ignite. So do you feel that because of, you know, how you perceived yourself? you know, from like childhood until somewhat recently, that that has been a reason why you've shied away from being the front man of a band. Yeah, maybe like, like, so yeah, like, I mean, a little bit like subconsciously like that. It, it was almost like I got, I kind of got, um, 
like I kind of, I had something I always wanted to do and something that like I had been, you know, working at and it was something that I thought I could do, but it was far as far as like actually taking that leap, you know, it was, it did take a, a lot and it almost, it took like circumstances to even make it happen. And it wasn't like I was, you know, banging down doors to be like, Hey, I'm a lead singer. You know, I, I was singing in my own band. Also, thank you for playing playing with me man You're um, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um but it, it was like a thing that like i knew that i wanted to do to do that in that capacity but as far as like planning to sing for like a hardcore band um i, I wouldn't have been able to call that shot in a million years it was just um uh craig the drummer of ignite um like liked holy grail and we became friends and i i've been a fan of ignite since like 2000 um and so i was like you know kind of a little starstruck you know like i, I remember like texting somebody at like nam I'm like, dude i'm partying with the drummer from ignite <laughs> and that was like you know I, I was stoked on just that and then uh and then so he kind of hit me up about like finding um uh like a singer and if i knew anybody from like the metal side of it and i had i had kind of been drinking a little bit and i was just like yo like i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> and then i get like you know an email with like these files to sing on i'm like wait what did i do last night <laughs> but I, it what? was like let's and all of it was like this is so cool like this is so much fun not like actually thinking i was gonna like get the gig and then um, you're just like you know bullshitting with your buddy and you're like hey i'll do it <laughs> and then you're like oh wait totally this is for, for realsies right and i was you know which i'm still trying to, to finish but um it, it'll things will get done when they need to get done you know as you yeah. know as far as like trying to put your own stuff out and 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 not have putting deadlines on yourself um i was trying to finish my record and then it was like no i'm gonna take time away from that and i'm gonna work on this audition yeah, and then you you were also doing uh, Insight, not Ignite. Yes. Insight. So you had yeah. that gig too. My my stepdad has yet to get it right. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. Welcome I, to I the dark side, my friend. Buddy, <laughs> I fought it kicking and screaming. <laughs> um, oh. but it, it it was a thing where I'm like, oh man, this is like, there's opportunity here with this whole other string I didn't even dude. know about. <laughs> like, I like. I totally did the same thing. I fought it like tooth and nail. I'm like, I just tuned down to drop C if I want to like tune down, blah, blah, blah. And then I was in a band on Long Island before I even, you know, moved out to LA the first time. And uh, the other guitar player in the band that I was with yeah. uh, just got a seven string while, while I'm like, shit, I have to like get one to keep up with whatever you write now. And then within 20 minutes of me like <laughs> playing one, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah, because I, I like that. You know, when I've seen you play, it's like, I don't think that calls for a seven string, but he plays a seven string. Well, you know? like when we do like the, the jam nights, like sometimes like the songs are in like different tunings and I'm like, exactly. I never have to change my tuning. Like what, what's the low note? All right, cool. I'm here. Done. Cool. I'll just slide my hand over. Yeah. Next song. <laughs> it's just like, all right, well, I never have to change. Like the only time I ever change tunings is like, all right, I'll, do, I'll play and drop a for shits and giggles, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, which is, uh, I, I had like a side project that I was trying to play in a, like a drop A 
And it was, <laughs> it was, and that was the crazy thing about like playing with insight and playing with the, that, the other band that hopefully sees the light of day. Um, uh, was that all my, my tricks, well, not all of them, but a lot of them were fucking gone. And I had to like actually <laughs> be a musician. Um, That's and funny. Uh, yeah, like when we played <laughs> an insight, played this festival, I broke string. Oh, uh, cause it was in Mexico city. So I brought one guitar and I'm like, it's fine. I broke a string. Oh. And then it was like, Hey, do a guitar solo in front of like thousands of people <laughs> on the seventh string. You're not comfortable on also missing one of the higher strings. And I was like, crap. <sighs> <laughs> that um, right there is a test of your, your, your self image and your confidence to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, and so I just went like extra bluesy, and like it ended Little up pentatonic to the rescue. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> and, and it ended up like kind of being really like a really cool guitar solo where I would have just tried to throw all my tricks at the crowd, and um, and it was just like the whole thing, like just being present and being like, I don't know, I'll let the muse take over on this one or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, good job. Yes, it's, it's fantastic, too, to see that, like, you know, you were saying, like, as a child and like growing up, you, you, you shied away from a lot of stuff. You were very reserved. Like, you, you seemed like you, I believe you're saying you were, you were really quiet and like kind of like were very conscious about your actions. Yeah, like here you yeah. are, like in your 30s now. And like, you're like, oh, let me just play in front of thousands of people. It's like, oh, shit just went wrong. And like, I have to like improvise <laughs> on the fly. And you're like, I got this. So yeah. it's it's interesting to see that <laughs> that journey that like you know baby Eli went to like you know adult superhero Eli. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and that's I mean that kind of well I I mean that's that's inter interesting to think about of it's all comes down to just being comfortable and then if you put the hours in and it was like yeah I put the hours in not only as a guitar player but just as thinking human. as a musician yeah as a human and so when you go into to you know, kind of go back to what we're talking about self-image. It's almost like, as far as like doing work on yourself um, and being comfortable with yourself. And like, like you were saying, like being mindful of your self-talk um, and realizing that these horrible thoughts are just thoughts. Um, you know, the more practice you put in with that, you're going to be more comfortable in any situation where you're and the fact that you you are able to control your thoughts because like you are the one creating them. So like the idea of being mindful of your self-talk and getting into a habit of being positive and like affirming, you know, your abilities and what you can do as a you know, as opposed to focusing on what you think people think or like saying, Oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, and like setting boundaries for yourself, like un you know, unrealistic, unhealthy boundaries, because boundaries are definitely important, but like just kind of like putting yeah. yourself in a box. Yeah. Do you feel that uh, music in general has been important in helping you kind of like blossom and kind of like get out of that box that, you know, you felt you were being put into uh, as a child? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Because it was, uh, I don't know, it, it kind of always felt like, like a superpower, mm -hmm. you know, because you put in all this time to get good at something and it was like, no matter... <laughs> um no matter what um people perceive of you it's like you go and, and do what you're good at and like you know it doesn't matter what you like you're like okay i mean 
like that's pretty good you know and so it was a thing where i felt like um it opened doors just to be for me to like just be seen as me um other than just kind of you know had i never picked up an instrument instrument or, or played music and you know obviously that can't be true but that's how it felt you know it it it, it felt like um I mean, at the very least, it was an icebreaker to like, you know, have people get to know the real me, you know, and talk with me and, yeah. you know, not whatever, like, kind of preconceived notions they had when they saw me um, could be, you know, thrown away and be like, oh, this is this dude, I, you know, I hopefully want to hang out with him. <laughs> you felt you you were felt like the the skill of playing guitar playing music in journal was combating you know what people might have uh like the stereotype of the ethnicity is what you're saying yes yeah yeah how um, do you feel how do you feel that playing guitar is different than singing in that regard so um it's 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 a trip, man, because I'm, I'm kind of like at the, the beginning of that because it is like, I mean, I was just like, I always felt I was a singer and I always, you know, sang backups and bands and, you know, as you know, you playing with me, like played and sang. So it was, it was, you know, it, I was, I never doubted that, but now it, it's like where I'm only doing that singing. Yeah. Um, it is another like it's almost like kind of starting over with with working that out in my head Interesting. um and and so uh because you uh ignite has played a couple of festivals recently right or someone yeah. recently yeah yeah we i mean the fr <laughs> the first show that i i fronted the band was at this like punk rock festival you know for like all these people and it was you just kind of <laughs> look out and you're like well it's a lot of people <laughs> let's throw me in the deep end. Let's see if I can swim, you know? Um, but it, it was, um, and, and then too, like with that, like kind of what we we're talking about with like the metal image, it's like now like Ignite being more hardcore punk. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, wait, is this, is this too thing? metal? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And then, and then it's funny. I, here I am thinking like, wait, should I wear this on stage? Will it be perceived with this? And the Ignite dudes have been rather like, dude, do you, you know, we, we're not looking for someone to wear like a punk rock costume. Like we hired you, man. Like do, and then that's been really cool. And like, you know, it was like a thing like, oh, should I, you know, put my hair under a cap or, you know, do something about like, you know, yeah. um, this, 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 the stallion hair that I, <laughs> and it was like, nah, man, let that shit fly. And so, it, and that's been really, really cool because I mean, they're going through um, a transformation as well. And so we're all kind of doing this together and it's, it is nice. Um, it sounds like the entire, like everyone in the band has been like extremely encouraging and supportive of you just being you, which, you know, kudos because that's you know that's how it should always be especially yeah uh, not you know not even just for like a business setting or like a band setting but like for friends and like any in any situation where you're with people you should always be around people that are always going to encourage you to be you know you dude that's i mean that's like 
it's it's like uh, awesome to to say that and it's almost like you kind of need to say it more because it's like yeah. you need to take stock of like okay well who am i hanging out there what is it the five people um that you yeah, hang like, out with the most uh it's it the five people that you see the most become the world you live in right and so if you have somebody who's like giving you shit about like man i kind of just want to wear these boots or something and then be like yo what's up with them boots and you're like oh you know and, yep. and you feel small um and really, it's sorry. just like you're out boots yeah. are important no totally yeah but it, it's you know talking about self-image that's something that you know you're you're 100 right it, it's something that has to be said because you know a lot of times especially you know kids who just don't have a filter and just kind of just say whatever is like on their mind or like going into like adolescence where everyone's trying to like find out who they are as yeah. individuals and kind of like developing like an actual like personality you know you have to remind and teach one another that like you can be who you want to be and whatever makes you comfortable you know, do it, but also be around people who are going to encourage it as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy, man. I just saw this, this quote. Um, I mean, maybe it's just a good quote and it's not, it's not, there's no validity to it, but it was um, uh, like how, how we talk to our kids becomes their like inner voice, Mm. you know? And, and so it's, and I think that goes too with like, you know, the people that you hang out with the most um, also kind of becomes like that voice in your head, mm-hmm. you know, along I, with I parents. And very much agree with that. Especially like, you know, when you're hearing all this stuff, like as a child and you're like just a vacuum for knowledge. Right. And it's like these, you know, these things that aren't true, like you hang on to and it's like, oh, I, you know, like I was saying, we're like, oh, I can't eat that burrito in front of these people. I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. You know, um, and you so, out on so many burritos, you like, God, you said it, man. Um, Living in Southern California, it's just like, you know, so many burritos like, yeah, passed I, you by. Yeah, I think uh, I've, I think maybe uh, I'll have a burrito today just to, you know, let's put the nail in that coffin. Oh, man. I'll, I'll drive down to San Diego. We'll have burrito lunch dinner. Yes. <laughs> yes, dude. I, I got the cool thing in San Diego, even like, you know, you throw a rock and hit a taco shop and like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. So, um, oh yeah, no, like I moving back to LA, I am very, very happy to have like genuine, like Mexican food, like at yeah. my disposal. Cause like anywhere like else that I've been pretty much Mexican food has been quote unquote Taco Bell. And it's like, no, <laughs> dude, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on paper it's Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I, there was kind of something like just, just with, with kind of, we're talking about self-image that like I thought of and, you know, you, you seem like a fit dude. Um, like have you, as far as like maybe researching this and everything, like as far as like working out and like, body image and that mm. um sorry if i'm like kind of uh taking the the, <laughs> the reins on the conversation yeah, but it ahead. just pops it, it pops in my head with like the whole metal thing but like um because there's been times where i've been in like you know pretty decent shape and it's like it's hot on stage you're like oh screw it i'm gonna take my shirt off and it's it's a trip because like then you kind of be you kind of in your head sometimes get attached to like, Oh, there's that version of me that was in really good shape. That was shirtless. Mm -hmm. And then anytime that I'm not 
like that because you know bodies fluctuate man it's like yeah even even from, models like, aren't gonna look like that yeah just like even like from beginning of the day to like middle of the day like if you wake up and you haven't eaten you know you're gonna be you know yeah. one way and then if you gorge yourself on like a thanksgiving meal you know you can have a bit of a belly no matter who you are and whatever shape you're in because you know sure. everyone eats yeah. like 18 gallons of turkey and like just drinks yeah. you know like a, a jug of gravy because that's what you do on things <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i body image has been something that like i personally have uh struggled with uh you know i'm i'm short i'm five four and like that's i got picked on as a kid for being the short kid all the time and it took me until like my mid-20s or so early 20s mid-20s before i was like okay with my height because like you know, I ended up dating uh, a girl who was like four inches taller than me and like wore heels all the time. And she, she didn't care. I didn't care. I was like, all right, well, if she don't care and like we're in this relationship for like a year and a half, you know, like oh, good, for, good for you. Right. I mean, not My just for dating, really not just for <laughs> dating. I'm, I'm not saying good for you for dating the, the tall girl, but for you just saying, um, if she, she doesn't, doesn't care, care, why should I care? And then, and then like sticking to that and believing that is like, rad man it's huge um and that's yeah. it's something because i've i've you know i'm five eight and it's like i still like struggle with that like every now and then i'm just like fuck like if you know it's like and that's and, and neither of us are like you know really that short yeah. and so to you know to be i mean i'm pretty short i like i think i've had to duck for things maybe twice in my entire life i'm just walk under everything <laughs> yeah what's, what, do you, what's what do you mean people have to duck like what is this ducking thing <laughs> yeah what is yeah, what but... is a, a a phrase you'll never heard <laughs> here is uh watch your head mr devito <laughs> oh god that's funny but yeah um, going back to what you originally said about like exercising you know like both of my parents have been out of shape and like i've seen like from like an early age what you know the consequences like physically of like what happens you know like having issues with like potentially getting diabetes or like having uh you know issues with like knees and like cartilage like my grandfather was also overweight so like i just saw this stuff so like i made a conscious effort at the age of like you know 17 18 to be like you know i'm gonna exercise every single day in some way or some way shape or form so i've been exercising you know in some capacity since then you know and like I just also have just had a really, you know, low self self-esteem, very, you know, poor self-image for most of my life. And mm -hmm. so my body type naturally, you know, as a kid was just like rail thin. So like I started exercising too to just be like, let me just be like tone and shape. Like I never tried to get like big and like jacked. I never tried to be like a weightlifter, yeah. but I was like, let me at least have some muscle definition this way. Like I could feel good about myself. And uh it, it took it took, I would say it's like more recently where it's like, I'm, I still struggle with that image sometimes where it's just mm. like, oh, you know, sometimes like I'll, I'll eat something like, oh man, I'm getting fat. Like I had a belly for the first time in my entire life over the pandemic. And like, it freaked me the fuck out. I was just like, I can't do this. Can't do this. And like, I just, I went and like re-upped my exercise routine and, and whatnot. But like, for the most part, I exercise now just to maintain staying healthy. Like I do have yeah. those moments in those days where I'm like, oh, you know, like I just I'm overcritical of how I look. Yeah. But then I'm I'm you know I take the time to be like, oh, this is not a logical thing. I am me. This is my body. I'm doing these things so logically. I have to be in shape. I'm just like 
not in a good mental space. And like, I, I take note of that. And like, I just stick to, you know, I stick to my routine. And like, at, at this point, like, it's kept me in pretty, pretty decent shape. Like, I'm, I've seen people that, you know, I've, I've, go, I've grown up with, and I've seen them physically change. And I'm like, I am definitely not like that. So sure. I'm going to continue doing the thing that I'm doing to stay, you know, healthy, which is my main concern. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that has to be, I think that's the only way that I, I mean, that I've noticed that that's sustainable and I'm, I'm really trying to, as far as like working out and exercising and stuff like that, like go more how I feel and not like how I look because, you know, the times that I've like worked out super hard and like, I mean, I've done, you know, a couple of different diets that weren't sustainable and probably not healthy um, you know, to just get like shredded and stuff like that. And it was like, okay, what was my, why my, why was I wanted to look good because I, you know, I, I was insecure. Mm. And so like, and, and even like you were saying in the pandemic, you know, cause, um, where I, I kind of, st- I mean, I tried to do home workouts, but it's just, it's it was completely just different. It's so different and struggling with like, Oh, like I'm not, like how I looked in that one picture and that's how I'm supposed to look, you know, and like, and thinking like, Oh, how embarrassing would it be to like be seen with a gut when there's that picture of me with a six pack. And, and it's just like, again, like who, who cares? Like people, or, or even the fact, is there a gut? Am I just overly critical of what I'm defining as a gut too? That's something else to to keep in mind. Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, I've had times where I was just like, Oh, I wasn't, I didn't want to take, my shirt off because I felt like I had a gut and then you go and look at pictures. You're just like, okay, well, I, I, I want to be him right now, you know? And, um, but even just thinking of like, well, who, like, who cares? Like, you know, yeah, just- why, why do you have to look a certain way just because you looked a certain way before, or that's how you want to look. Um, that's how you imagined yourself in pictures or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also interesting too, is like the, the idea of like body dysmorphia, you know, as being part of like your self image, you know, like, like you just said, looking at a picture in the past, like I, I also have had instances where like in the moment, like I felt like I wasn't in shape. Like I felt like I didn't, like I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. Like, I felt like I just was like that fucking, you know, noodle arm spaghetti boy. Yeah. And then like, you know, I had a picture, I took a picture. And then like going back like two, three, four years and seeing that picture now, I'm like, oh, wow, I was like really in shape. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> it's like, how did I get how did I get that? And it's like, I think also being in the moment, uh, it's really hard to see all the progress that's being made as you lead up to like where you are. And mm. unless you like look back and you're like, oh, yeah, and, or if you like progress and something changes and then you look back at that moment that you were like just being overly critical and that that goes with i think most things for like humans not just like our self-image or like what we physically look like but like like our progress in our career it's like you're you're doing things day by day you're trying to you're working on one project you're always just looking at that moment that instance you know you get it takes you know you don't really see the the full scope of everything until you step back and look back or like look mm. forward to be like, Oh, I don't have to go much further to get to, you know, my goal or like I it came like a really far way from where I started. Yeah. No. And that's, um, I, I think with, uh, 
like the self-help community and goals and, you know, no days off and stuff like that. And, and, and I think there are, are like pockets that are trying to value what, kind of what you're saying where it's like, no, 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 you need to stop and like, you know, celebrate what you've accomplished and celebrate where you've came from. And like, really try to think like, I mean, shit, if you just go like, as far as like working out and not just like, Oh, it's not, I'm not able to wear this or I don't look like this. And, but like, if you go to like, could you do that workout when you started this whole regime, but now you're like doing, you know, let's say 50 burpees or something like that. Um, and you like, started off being you... able to do five. You know? Exactly. That's, that's progress. Right. And so that's something. And, and, and two, where, um, where I'm, I'm, I've been trying to really focus more on, you know, not just the looks of it, but like, you know, where you go to like, put your shoe on or something. And, you know, like mid pandemic, you're like, wait, was this always hard like that? <laughs> and then, you know, and then you start you working on that, again. that vest. You're like, Oh, I don't remember this ever being tight. What's going on. Yeah. Like, hey, all my, all my clothes are shrinking. We got to get a new washer. <laughs> um, but it, it was just, it's, it's kind of the thing, like how you feel um, needs to be more, more of the thing and like how you feel doing, doing a workout. And I'm trying to, focus on that and i i dude i'm still struggling with it with the whole self-image like i i've i don't have like a complete handle on it yeah Um, it it takes a lot to especially like if you've gone like your entire life you know not not doing like not taking the steps to like you know make sure you have those tools to like keep yourself grounded and like you know at you know that baseline you know it it takes a lot of work to like undo any kind of like trauma or like you know uh unlearn unlearn like bad habits mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're doing it like on your own like you're not like seeing like a like a therapist you know it's it's a even if you do see a therapist it's still a lot of work to like get to where you want to be no and and it's i mean kind of like what i was saying i mean it is it does like take it kind of takes practice and repetition to get in because even like seeing a therapist mm-hmm. it'll make sense in the moment and you're like, okay, I got it. I'll just do this when this happens. But it's like the Mike Tyson thing. Like, you know, um, everybody has a plan until they get hit. Yep. And so when you're in the moment, sometimes it just kind of all goes to hell. And you're like, wait, well, you know, yeah. remember your training. You're like, wait, well, was my training? Like, yeah, because yeah. that's, that's the like un- the unlearning that, that bad behavior. Because like you, if you've been doing something for like, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 years, your 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 mind is like instinctually just going to be doing stuff so like your behavior is just going to be like it's like automatically taking your hand off a hot stove you know you have to like stop and be like oh wait maybe is this really hot i have to pause and then like adjust from there yeah yeah no totally it's yeah it's like the i mean no one should tie elephants to posts but it's the whole thing where like they you know you would tie like a baby elephant to like a, a steak and then they couldn't get away. And it was a thing where like they would grow up to a full elephant and they're, you know, super strong because, you know, of being elephants, but they're still like, no, I can't get away because of the little. Because they, they've trained that like, oh, I can't get away from the pole. Right. And so we need to be better elephants and I mean, re- remember that we're elephants. Remember. Yeah. Ex- we have to, re- <laughs> we have to realize that over time we develop skills and the ability to uh you know unchain ourselves yeah i like realize that. yeah that's good yeah let's uh we'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post don't worry <laughs> <laughs> we're all dumbo secretly 
That's really what it is. We all have we amazing ears. We can actually ears. fly, and we have a red hat. <laughs> That's right. He did have the red hat. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. The little, like, yellow thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and speaking, it, it's... Uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't really drink moonshine. I, I realized that was a weird thing in a Disney movie <laughs> with people getting wasted and the... there's a lot of weird stuff that's hidden in Disney movies that like you don't realize until like, you go back and you're like, oh my god. I, yeah, I watched I don't need uh, to open I watched a, worms, but... <laughs> I watched a clip with total side tangent uh, of like the movie Cars and someone pointed out that like at the very beginning where like you know the Lightning McQueen's like talking to like the two like uh like female like fangirls and mm-hmm. whatever and, like he's talking whatever blah 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 and then like their 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 headlights flash and he just goes oh man i love being me or something like that they flashed him in a disney movie <laughs> and dude that's not like that that's is, not like 70s 80s disney that's that is like 15 years ago maybe <laughs> like we were adults when that movie came out. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's getting yeah. away with some weird stuff. Oh, yeah. But on that note, thank you so much for taking the time to chat, Eli. And thank you for, uh, you know, just being so open and honest about, you know, like what you went through and like what you were feeling as a child and like how you've gotten to, you know, where you are today. Dude, thank thank you so much for having me, and, and um, yeah, thank you for for doing this, and and, and it's just really an, an important work to to like you know put that out into the world, and and it I think I think just talking about this stuff, I it's it does help people, like you know, I mean, I know that like the times I've heard conversations like this, um, but you can't hear it enough, I guess, is what I'm saying because yeah you know, we're not alone. We all go through things. And so like, thank you for doing this. It's rad, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's my pleasure. You know, like, like you just pointed out, it's like just hearing other people have these kind of conversations. It's like, Oh wait, I, I can, I can relate to that. You know, like I, I truly believe that more that we as a society feel comfortable opening up in general. I, I feel that it's the more we can help one another. And I believe that everyone Everyone has the inner strength to face whatever life puts along their path. So thank you again for taking the time to chat. And then thank you to anyone that has uh, tuned in to this episode. If anyone watching this finds that they are struggling with their mental health, please do not be afraid to reach out to your friends, your family, or a mental health professional. I will have a link in the description of this video that will have some information and connections to further resources. And until next time, remember, you always have the strength to conquer your battlefield. Thank you.